0: particular denomination where many years ago priests would receive money to make sure you got to heaven. (laughs) There's something in that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) It's it's really cool watching uh, the girls moving on, so to speak, you know, hitting university and a couple of them moving away and all that sort of stuff, uh, because church life's built on family, yeah. yeah, and I know Mel said come back and fill us in and all that sort of stuff, and yeah, the door's always open, but churches like us, family, are built on people like us that start from a really young age, you know, that capture and catch the heart of the house, and you know, you You fit in, you make friends, you become family, you serve in areas where there's a need. You know, you just do stuff like that. You know, while uh, we were praying, and please don't be scared, girls, I'm thinking, you know, one day they're going to grow up and get married, they're going to have kids of their own, and they're going to move back to Ballarat, and they're going to be back here at Mount Clear Church of Christ. (laughs) You know, because that's family, you know, that could well and truly happen. It it happens for us here. People move away and then they come back and it's like, wow, we just we just came back to where we were. It's family, so it's exciting days, it's exciting times. You know. As as God propels one forward, God raises another, you know, and brings another and the family continues to to grow, which is, is which is really quite cool. Amen. Well, what did I talk about last week? Being a friend, being a friend. God's really got me at the moment um, around this topic of being his friend. So uh, I'm going to suggest today that I'm not teaching, I'm not preaching. I'm going to suggest today that I'm going to try to have a conversation um, about being his friend. It might work. (laughs) It might not. I might get excited and end up preaching again and forgetting everything. But there's a journey. God has me on a journey and has us on a journey because he's calling us into something deeper yeah yeah? he's been calling us into something deeper for years in our worship in the things that we do and how we do them how we deal with one one another he continually calls us into a deeper place that's his desire for us you know last week there's a couple of things for those that that weren't here last week um, there's a few things that i'm really skimmed over uh, at the end of what i was sharing but you know, the Father showed us unconditional love, didn't he? Yeah? yeah. Completely unconditional love. Yeah. I'm glad one person agreed. So for the rest of you, yeah. your, your Christianity must really, like, phew, there's a word I can't use. <laughs> like, I was just there, I wanted to say it. You know, he showed us unconditional love.
1: So if we're going to
0: wear the badge, yeah, as his friend, then we need to show unconditional love. We need to show it to people you know, those that are are around us. Because a true friend, a true friend loves at all times, yeah? Regardless of what we do or what I do, (laughs) of what happens, where life takes us, whether it takes us out of Ballarat, yeah? No matter any of that, they still love and we still love them, you know? He showed us unwavering support. Jesus walks with us, doesn't he? he does. We just don't come to him and say, hey, we love you. And then he says, awesome, you're part of the team. See ya. No. Now, it is true for Noah. <laughs> you know, 100 years later, God remembered Noah. Aren't you glad that you live in this dis- dispensation? Aren't you glad that you live in a time where we have Jesus in our hearts? Yeah. Wouldn't, it, wouldn't it really, like there's that word again, wouldn't it be... Ugh, terrible if we had a God where he spoke to you, gave you this great revelation, and then the next thing that's written is, and 100 years later, God remembered Sally. Like, how disappointing would that be, you know, in between conversations? He, he just has this absolute unwavering support for us. You know, he walks and talks with us daily, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. It doesn't switch on and off. It's not just on a Sunday. It's all the time, yeah? He's in it for the long haul. He's always in our corner. He's a, he's a brilliant God. You know, he challenges us. Your God challenges you, I, I, I'm assuming. I would hope so, yeah? There's no other way to go to another level of glory with him and another level of glory unless you hear his voice in the challenge as you step up, you know? A ladder is a ladder because you have to step up. You don't reach the heights unless you climb, yeah? And he challenges us because true, true friends, love and support, not ignoring the words that we need to hear. It's, it's sharing them. He speaks the words into our life that help, I was going to say make us better, but it's not to make us better, it's to make us more like his son Jesus, yeah? To make us more like him. And we need to be able to do the same for others. There's some wisdom in that. If you have no relationship with the person on the other side of the room, it's probably not a wise thing to share the words that you know are going to pick them up, you know, because they may not take it the right way. But when you're in relationship, when you're loving on each other, when you're meeting together, one of the words last week was frequently, the frequency of that. When you're doing that and you've earned the right, then a true friend, yeah, speaks life to lift you up. It's like, dude, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, if that doesn't come from the right person, all the hairs on the back of our head go up and we're like, who are you to tell me what to do? But a friend, we're like, I never thought of it that way. Thanks for sharing, if we're a true friend, yeah? I guess that's why it says in Proverbs that better an open rebuke than hidden love, yeah? But that's got to come from a friend, and you know, he showed us, and he shows us grace. So we need to show grace. So after the service, we're taking a photo of grace, and when you speak to people, you just show, no, sorry, no you need to show grace, yeah? You need to be able to show grace. You need to be able to give to people what they don't deserve, because that's what he's done for us. You need to show grace, you know? True friendship weathers the difficulties of relationships. It just does. It forgives when it's needed, it loves each other even when it hurts. Jesus showed me grace. He showed you grace, he showed us grace. So we need to be able to do that to others. We need to be able to give to others what they don't deserve. Because there are times where there are particular people, we know what they deserve, don't we? <laughs> you know, But grace doesn't work like that. Park Ministries works like that, but grace doesn't work like that. You know, true friends willing to lay down their life for each other. They're true friends. So if you and I are going to accept the title of friend, if we're going to say, you know what? I'm going to take that on board. You just called me your friend. I'm going to take that on board. If, if we're going to wear that, then we need to be ready and able to lay down our life for others. Not to push them over, kick them down, yeah? To lay down our life for them. You know, oh, there's a train coming. Oh, no, that's, It's not laying down your life. It's like, hey, dude, get out of the way. Let me take this for you. Not just in words, because we all have spoken words. All of us have spoken words of great affirmation and love and encouragement. And then somewhere, because we're frail in our humanity, we can let people down. But as we discover the power, the resurrection power that's in him, then we can do all things, yeah? We're not meant to be like everybody else. I said that last week. We're just not. We're supposed to be different to the world. I would hope that we're different to the world. He calls us friend. So what now? What next? Can we really just go on living the same? I want you to think about it for a minute. He calls you friend. You've already got the title of son and daughter. You have access to the heavenly realm, but now he calls you friend. Yeah? I want to start today with sharing a story. Just something I found, as you do, on God's best friend, Google. It's spelt similarly, you know. Google God, same. And we might need to take that out of the recording. People will think, what's he talking about? Anyway, let's just quickly pray. Father, we thank you. We pray today that you would have your way, that you would encourage us, uplift us, propel us into our tomorrow, being more and more like you. Lord, that we would be your hands and feet extended, truly your example, that those that don't know you would discover you, Lord, through us, not because of our greatness, but because of your greatness. Not because of what we do, but because of what you do through us. So, Lord, have your way, in Jesus' name. So, the story I found was on eagles and turkeys. and Some of you may have heard this, but it's a slight, just a slight difference. You know, just a, it's slightly elongated and it's nice. So I'm going to read it. A boy was hiking and he saw an eagle's egg roll off of a high cliff and into some bushes Now the bushes broke the fall of the egg and it was unharmed. The boy looked at the cliff and he knew there was no way for him to climb back up and place the egg in the nest. But he came across a wild turkey's nest and he placed the eagle's egg in the nest. The eagle hatched along with the turkeys. He was raised with the turkeys, which don't fly very far or very fast and they only get off the ground just a little bit. And one day two eagles soared overhead, and the young eagle watched them and asked the turkey, "Why can they fly so high, and we barely get off the ground?" The turkey answered, "Because they're eagles and we're turkeys." And so the eagle who was raised as a turkey lived as a turkey and never soared as high as the wing, as his wings were designed to carry him. So here's the moral of the story: You and I are created to fly like eagles yeah? We are created to fly like eagles, but we'll never fulfill our potential if we don't see it modeled, if we're not hanging out with others to show us how it's done, yeah? We'll never soar like an eagle if we're hanging around with people that are living life as a turkey per se, just because of the story, yeah? Says Christians, we're designed to live a supernatural life—a life where our roots are, 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 are so so deep in the possibilities of things we can't see, feel, or touch. But too often we settle for a natural life, huh, and miss the supernatural life. We just do. Call ourselves Christians. Last week. Uh, one of my challenges last week or the week before was some of us have not received a revelation, a word directly from God for us, for years. We're not supposed to live like that. We're his friends, yeah? We're not supposed to live a natural, normal life. We're supposed to live a supernatural life, not because we're special, but because we were created that way each and every one of us, the difference between us and those that don't know him is that we've now discovered him, yeah? And we've experienced his love and his grace. And so all of a sudden, now we we have formed in front of us and, and he gives it to us as a gift. It's like, here is your original design. Here is your true identity. You're eagles. You're not turkeys. He's our friend. He is our friend, yeah? The creator, the living God is our friend. The one who, who put the, the stars and the moon in the sky, who, who like you've got to speak to Laurie about the, the, the mathematics behind it all, but the way that the, the earth is positioned and the, and the slant and the spin and the rest of the solar system and systems, that God is our friend. Oh, that's phenomenal. He's our friend. Like the minute you see a blade of grass come up or a, a flower blossom and bloom, it's his design and he is our friend. That's the life that, that should follow us because we walk with him, yeah? Acts 2, verses 18 and 19, reads this, "...in those days I'll pour out my Spirit even on my servants, men and women alike, and they will prophesy, and I will cause wonders in the heaven above and signs on the earth below." blood and fire and clouds of smoke. John 14, 12 says, i tell you the truth, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I've done, even greater works because I'm going to be with the Father. So here's this picture of he's going to cause signs in heaven and on earth. How is he going to cause the signs on earth? You and me? Us. I want to take it a step further and say those that he now calls friends. Yeah. When Jesus says, hey, you're going to do even greater stuff than I have done, yeah, we hear that, we preach that, we talk about that, but to me, that conversation sounds a lot like a father, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter, you know, any other way it works. It sounds like a conversation between parents and their kids. Samuel, you're awesome, dude. I might be beating you in tennis today, but there's coming a day where you're going to be able to beat me. Where you are, going to, you are going to be awesome. You're going to smash me. You're going to do better things than I did on the tennis court. Do we not speak to our kids like that? Yeah? yeah? We would hope that the teachers in school speak to our children like that. So when he's saying, you know, you're going to do even greater things than I did, greater works, it's not that, so we can go, oh my goodness, how am I going to do that? This is the heart of the father, speaking to his child that he's building a friendship with, yeah? The journey, the process, you know? I did awesome stuff while I've been here. But you know, Ross, you're going to do even better things. I can see it, you know? It's our good, good father painting a picture on a blank canvas of our lives, yeah? Yeah? Yeah. Because we're now called his friend. We're his friends. And I can't help but wonder why it is, particularly in our developed first world nation, why some of us, maybe it's just me, maybe you guys have got a secret life where the supernatural comes so naturally for you. But I have to wonder why we don't live in that as, as we should or as often as we should, you know? It's not about seeing miracles every day, but it's about walking in that place every day, yeah? And here's what I think. And I want to paint a picture because I think I discovered some of this... I've been discovering this, but something dawned on me yesterday while I was walking with my son. But I think everything in our Christian walk starts with trust, trusting in him. Yes, we believe in him, but do we trust in him? Because I honestly believe that if we trust Papa, if we trust Father God, and if we trust his love for us, then we'll naturally live a supernatural life if we trust him. Yeah? I think often, and again, it just might be me, we don't quite or don't, like we trust him, but we it's not, it's, not a, it's not 100% trust because we know that because we still struggle when he shows us and tells us the things that we can do, you know, and the things that we can do through him. So Father, knowing our hearts, says, you know, hey, you're my sons and daughters and, and you're heirs and co-heirs, But I know what's in man that I once didn't trust. And so now I need to take you on a journey so that you can trust me and fulfill all that you are. So come with me. I now call you friend. I want to walk and talk with you. I want to unpack these mysteries for you as a loving father. Yeah it's a journey it's a process it it doesn't happen all at once you know father god walked and talked with adam he'd come and he'd share the mysteries of heaven and 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 he would share mysteries you know this is why the earth is like this and this is why this animal does that and and this is why this animal goes to the toilet five times and this one goes a hundred times you know like he would just share i believe that god shared everything with adam i just think he told told him how things worked you know, watch this Adam, over there there's a particular plant, but it's not going to get a lot of sun, but when it does get sun, because it's not overshadowed by that big tree, you watch what it does. You know, I just believe that the father shared, shared everything with Adam, because he wasn't just his son, he was building friendship, he was building relationship, he was teaching Adam that you can trust me, yeah? Some of you are thinking, that's a nice story. I've never thought of it that way. (laughs) But think about it, particularly those of us that are the parents and guardians. Don't we long to build a friendship like that with our children? They're not just our kids, our sons and daughters. We want a friendship, you know, where we where we'll share Grandma Betty's secret biscuit recipe. Yeah? Think about it where the father-son, 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 this is how you change the oil in a car. Now, some of you are thinking, that's really simple, that's really basic, but I can tell you there are some of us that didn't experience it. I had a good childhood, but I didn't have a friendship with my mum and dad, and that just could be something that I've missed out on, but I'm going to suggest that that's probably something that a lot of us have missed out on, but every once in a while you just, you hear stories, Yeah? You're going to love this when you try this because this is a recipe that my mum got from her great-great-great-grandmother that's been passed down. You have this secret that's shared, but you can't share that if you're detached, if you're disconnected. You only share that when you're in relationship, when you're in friendship. Yeah, It's like, hey, son, come with me here. I'm about to work on the car. Let's just talk. You can give me a hand. And there's a friendship that's built in the action, yeah, in what they're doing. And, and secrets are revealed. Talents are revealed. And so God would walk and talk with Adam. And as they were walking along, man, Adam had total access to the heavenly realm. He was in the garden. Yet I believe that God just walked with him and shared secrets. Hey, you know what? Here's something that I did 20 million years ago. It goes like this, you know? And he just shared and he shared and he shared and he shared and they became closer and closer friends. So when Adam did what Adam did and he, you know, mucked up the whole lovely balanced equation and God said, Adam, where are you? That was God saying, where's my buddy? Where's my friend? What's happened that you're not here for me now? I've come to you, but you're not here anymore. What's happened? It's it's a heart cry from a friend. The secrets to the family business are shared, yeah? The love of gardening. My parents never loved gardening, so I don't have a love of gardening. I'm going to go out on a limb. But a lot of people that love particular things love them because their parents love them. That's what they saw. That's what they experienced. That was what was shared with them. Not entirely, not all the time, but a majority of the cases, that's what's happened, yeah? These family secrets are passed down, and, and the beauty of it is, even if I'm talking about my boys, because I can't talk about football with the girls, though, I tried, but um, with, with the boys, it's like, Samuel, when you kick the ball, don't kick it like this, try like this, and then he does exactly what he was doing anyway, you know? Sa- Samuel, come here. If you want to be a gun footballer and reach the AFL like I never did, you have to do it this way. You know, like when you think about it, the things we try to teach our kids that we never achieved—it's oh, like it's really funny. But anyway, so you, you teach your kids something; they don't always pick it up the first time, yeah. So it's a process for them too. It's a, it's a journey for them too. I hear what you're saying, Dad, but they can't do it. They try to do it, but they can't do it. But somewhere down the track, all of a sudden, you witness something it's like, "Hey, they got the recipe." He's just worked out what I showed him how to kick the ball. He can only beat me at Xbox because I showed him that trick. Yeah, Never show your kids tricks on the Xbox. Then they just go around telling you how good they are. They're the best in the family. Every time you play them, they humiliate you. I, I have a friend. Had a friend once. That obviously... Some of my Xbox skills were too great. And so upon leaving the room for a moment they got into the settings of the game and on my controller basically they made everything super hard. Turned off every assisted bit of technology whereas they made theirs super easy. So when we went to play we are playing a car game their car drove straight, turned corners, brake, mine... It was I I touched the accelerator, it would spin in a circle. There are some secrets that I'm suggesting you don't share because others will cheat. (laughs) (laughs) I persevered for about fifteen minutes. Anyway, let's get back onto our kids. The innermost secrets of our family that were shared with us, and now we want to share with them, you know? We teach them how, to, we teach them how they deal with loss. We've w- learned how to deal with loss because of what we've seen, what we've experienced, what we were taught, stuff like that, you know? How to be humble winners and gracious lo- losers. Everything that we've learned in life, we want to bestow and share and pour into our kids, yeah? can only do that when we're in friendship with them because otherwise we're just telling them something, yeah? But in friendship, when we're walking and talking with them, it's a journey, it's a process. All of a sudden, it it comes across different. They hear stuff that they weren't able to hear before, yeah? And now he calls us friend. And so something special happens in in, in that, that word, in that friendship. There's something in a friendship that gets shared amongst friends. And in Matthew 14, 28... Matthew 14, verse 28, Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you, walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over to the side of the boat and walked on the water toward Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Verse 31 is really important. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. You have so little faith, Jesus said. Why do you doubt me? Here's what I want to suggest, that only a friend can be so close to you to know when you're falling, to be able to reach out their hand and to pick you up, yeah? Only a friend knows your innermost secrets and desires. My son, at this stage, doesn't know my innermost secrets and desires. We're building a friendship. He's still my son, still have, has access to my home, yeah? You're still saved. God is your God, your Messiah, your King, yeah? Heirs and co-heirs. Unlimited access to the heavenly realm. But now, He wants to walk with you in friendship and be close to you in friendship so that when you're starting to fall or fail or trip, He's like, I got you. Yeah. Yeah? So when He calls us, And teaches us to do the supernatural. He's always there. What's this got to do with living supernaturally? Great question. So Samuel and I, Samuel was playing tennis yesterday. And the other team were from Beland. And one of their members didn't come. Personally for me, I would have forfeited the game, given our team the win. Unfortunately, the other parents thought it would be good to wait nearly an hour for the other team member to arrive Obviously, that was the wrong decision because our boys lost. Anyway, next time they'll listen to me, won't they? So while we're waiting, Samuel and I do what every good father does with his son and we go to the shop to get a coffee for me. (laughs) So we're just walking, you know, and we're just chatting. We're just chatting about the tennis, chatting about life. We're just talking, yeah? And I just grabbed the coffee. We came around the corner back towards the tennis courts And I thought this would be a really good time just to give him some help because he's he's naturally sporty, he's got some natural talent. I'll give him some advice, you know. And I said, Samuel, when you serve, you stand in the centre of the court next to the little line for those that have ever watched the Australian Open. But I go, it's probably a really good place to serve if you're playing singles, you know. So you're covering the court. But in doubles, you might want to step over and increase the angle because at the same time, you're, you're actually shutting off the angle that they have to return the ball. Everyone with me so far? And so Samuel's looking at me and goes, nah, no, nah, because no. Nah. And I said, well, think about it. You know the line. So he comes and he stands next to me and we're doing it. And then he says something. So I'm sharing with him something that I know will help his game, something that I know that he's capable of doing because he has... He's got my genes. I played tennis, he plays tennis. That's from her mother's side of the family. So I'm feeling that I'm just going to share, yeah? I'm just going to share with him to improve his game. Then Samuel says this, he goes, but Dad, if, if I do that, if I step over here, I can't serve down the line. I, I can only serve across. I go, no, you can. It's really easy. He goes, no, I can't. You need to swing the ball to go down the line because now I'm further here. So to get in there, little square, it's got to swing around. He goes, I can't swing the ball. Now, my natural answer in the past would have been, don't be silly. Of course you can do it. Yeah. But for some reason at that moment, I ha- I had an An overwhelming, outstanding moment with God. Because at that time, I heard him hear me, he heard me, and he said, That'd be what he's saying with what he's not saying is that'd be awesome, but at the moment, I can't do it. At the moment, I can't swing the ball. And so my response to him was, Hey, that's okay, it'll come. And he came over, I put my hand around him, patted him, and then it was like, oh, hey, come on, take it easy, Dad. And then I drank my coffee and we kept walking, you know. But there was just this moment where in my head, I believe it was the father, and it was like a bell went ding-a-ling-a-ling, you know, really. I understand what you're saying, but at the moment, I can't swing the ball like that. And I realised this, he's just not there yet, but he's on the journey, yeah, I'd shared it a little bit with Mel this morning. I tried to share some of it yesterday, but Mel was having that moment she talked about. <laughs> and um, that, that walk with my son, like he's 10, that 10-minute 10 walk, that was one of the best walks, one of the best things I've ever done with him because I realised the Father's heart for us in that moment why he calls us friends, yeah? We will do greater things, scriptures tell us. Wonders in heaven and on earth, yeah? But sometimes when we read those scriptures, we can shy away. And again, this is just me. But you ever had that thought where, I'd rather not pray for that person with cancer might just be me. I think I might let somebody else pray for him. I don't know if I want to pray for the person in the wheelchair. What happens if they don't get up? I might get somebody else to pray for that person. And fear creeps into all of us. But what would happen for us if things were different in our friendship with Jesus? Yeah? What would happen The only reason Peter could do everything that he did in Acts, the only reason is because when he started to step out in the supernatural and he started to sink, he realized for the first time that he's got a friend in Jesus. Not just a God, not just a saviour, but a friend that is so close that he tried And even though within him it didn't work out, God was like, hey, dude, it's okay. Up you get. Yeah? It's okay. I can't swing the ball like that, Dad. It's okay. You will. It'll come. Yeah? We sang this morning, I will build my life upon his love. Yeah? And the the second part of that was, I'll build my trust in you alone and I will not be shaken. Our trust is in him alone. You know, Jesus teaches us how to pray in Matthew 6. You know, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be. Like we know the prayer. We know the scripture. We know it. Your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily. We know it. But I want you to think of it like this. Jesus is walking with you to get a coffee because he would get a coffee, not a tea. And on the journey, he says to you, why do you drink tea? No, (laughs) on the journey, he says to you, hey, when you want to chat with me or when you want to speak to the Father, do it like this. Here's an example for you. Just give this a shot. This is what you should do. Just step away from the line and you'll close some of the angle. Yeah? Now, we often respond and say, yep, that's cool, no worries, I've got it. Let's see some honestly and transparency in our hearts. Who's ever struggled with praying? You know what I love? If we could be honest with him. Samuel was honest with me, yeah? Like he was flat out honest. See, we're on a journey. We don't have to get it straight away. Samuel says, Dad, I, I hear, but if I do that, I can't do that because I can't, swing the ball yet. We hear Jesus teaching us, showing us how to do something that's better for us. And we just go, thank you, amen. And then for so many years, over and over, different seasons, we struggle with the very thing that he taught us instead of just saying, you know what, hey dad, I can't do that right now. I, I actually struggle to do that right now. You're telling me to forgive those you know, to forgive people as you've forgiven me, I'm, I can't pray that I'm struggling to forgive them. You know what he does? And he brings us to a place where we then, because of his grace shown over our lives, we then learn how to pray. Because he didn't scold us for not being able to Serve from over here. He just loved us because he knows the part of the process that we're up to. He knows the journey that we're up to. Yes, as his children, but as his friend because we've stopped to spend time with him and talk with him. Yeah? What about Matthew 10? I love Matthew 10. It's the part of the Bible that I wish was in invisible ink, particularly verse 8. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely receive. Freely give. You're going to do greater things than me. Greater things. You can do anything through Christ who strengthens us, yeah? Yeah. Heal the sick. Anyone ever prayed for someone and they've not been healed? There's that word again, just there, sitting there, isn't it? Yeah? So the next time that you go to pray for a sick person, you know, because the word tells you, and because you're on a journey with the Lord, you know that he's going to heal through you. You know. Word tells you. And you trust him but inside there's something else at work that's saying, man, the last time I prayed, they went healed. Last time I prayed, I didn't get a word. I wonder, I wonder if it's going to work this time, yeah? Sounds to me a little like I, I, I can't swing the ball like that, Dad, Yeah? All we have to do is say, hey God, I'm about to pray for this person, but I'm not feeling really good about it right now, I don't don't think it's going to be full of power, I know I should be really super confident, but at the moment I've just got a couple of doubts, no worries, I got you, but he's only there close enough to you, like Peter, to pick you up when you You're struggling if you're actually walking as his friend, yeah? Because then he'll know your innermost secrets and desires, the stuff that's stirring up in your heart. Think about it. He calls us friend. We just need to be able, like Samuel was, to say, hey, I hear you, but I can't do that right now. Hey, that's okay. Okay. You're my son. You're my daughter. Let's just walk this out. You don't have to get it straight away, but you will. It's inside of you. The fullness of the living God's inside of you. The power that raised me from the dead's inside of you. It's okay. You'll get it. Just stay close enough to me that you can hold my hand. Yeah. Trust me enough and walk with me and we'll get there. You know, people like Catherine Kuhlman or Bill Johnson or Billy Graham weren't who they were overnight, yeah? It was a process, walking with their friend, yeah? You know, when it says in Philippians 4.13, I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength, it's saying that we can do all things, but we need to be able to trust him. And the trust comes only when you're spending time one-on-one. You know that you're saved. You know the scriptures. You know that stuff. But that stuff, the word, and I'm not demeaning the word, but theology doesn't build trust. Relationship builds trust. Walking with your friend builds trust. And it's the friendship that brings you to a place that when you're reading that you can do the supernatural stuff, all of a sudden it's like, you know, I don't know if it's in me, God, but I'm with you. And you are with me in this. I read something just yesterday and I've been trying to find it all morning. And Bill Johnson um, in a write-up in a magazine says this, that often what he does is he just cries out and screams out to God in the private place. And then he comes out and he does everything that God has asked him to do supernaturally and he prays for people and does all of that. And he goes, and when it doesn't work, he goes, I get back with him and I just talk with him all over again. Yeah? So many of us... Step into that supernatural with hesitation and apprehension and we never fully see the fulfillment of our destiny. Because we haven't yet learned to trust in him. Yeah? We haven't built that friendship that just says, hey, it's okay. It's totally okay. You know, we don't have to strive, we don't have to try, we don't even have to perform, we just need to trust. And we just need to step back and be amazed at what and what we're capable of when he works through us. You know, he comes and walks and talks with us. He shares the mysteries of heaven. And I know that can feel daunting at times. So tell him. Just tell Father God. This is really daunting. I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I want to do this. If you need to, be honest as his friend, yeah? Think about it for those that have ever been around a baby that's starting to walk. When a baby takes a step, you're... There's always enough room so they can take three or four steps, isn't there? Always. Like, you know. But you're always within arm's reach just in case they fall. And then when they fall, you go, come on, it's in you. You've got legs and muscles. I gave it to you. Why can't you do it? Now get up and try again. Is that how God speaks to us? No, he doesn't. It's a journey. It's a process. You did one step. That's Awesome, oh my goodness, how good was that? Quick, 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 back to the start. Let's go again, yeah? That only happens when you're close enough. And the proximity for our God happens in our friendship with Him when He reveals the mysteries of heaven, yeah? It doesn't happen because you carry the title of a Church of Christ or a Baptist or an Assemblies of God person or the, even the title Christian. That doesn't bring the mysteries of heaven. That's a title, yeah? No different to the title of son and daughter. though that title gives you some privilege. But when he calls you closer as his friend all of a sudden a whole bunch of stuff starts to happen. So for you and I to do the supernatural which should be natural, yeah? We don't have to try harder. We just need to get closer to our friend, Yeah? And really trust him. So even when we stuff up, muck muck up, chicken out, he just, oh, I got you. It's no problem. You tried it. You stepped on the water. Well done. Wow, I'm so proud of you. That's awesome. I love the way you gave it a shot, Samuel. You gave it a good shot. I'm not there. I can't do it. I can't swing the ball. I know, but you will. He wants to spend time with you so that you can be all that he's called you and created you to be, yeah? See, everything about living a heavenly supernatural life is learnt in relationship. You're never going to learn it anywhere else. So to be more like Jesus is to be more led by Jesus. And to be more led by Jesus means you actually have to walk really closely with him. Yeah? Otherwise, you're going to miss some of the stuff that he shares. Christianity's not meant to be scary or daunting. And it's not just for the holy rollers, yeah? For the crazy Pentecostals. Actually, I read something really funny yesterday. It said, if in church, you're doing one of those holy ghost jigs, you know, you know whatever it might be said, if you're going to do it in church, be prepared to do it in the supermarket. Ah, love it. How good is that? Because God just doesn't touch you in church. He touches you everywhere. So who you are here should be who you are out there. And so if you have one of those, you know, Holy Ghost jigging moments, you know, oh, God's so good, God's so good, then make sure you do it in the car park across the road as well. He teaches us to be generous. So we need to be generous. If we can't, we just need to say, hey, Dad, I'm really struggling at the moment. That's okay. Walk with me. It's in you. Yeah? Teaches us to be patient. So we need to be patient. But I can't be patient with him. He's an absolute pig, God. Well, the issue may be us, but no worries. Hey, walk with me. I was patient with you. I'll still be patient with you. It's inside of you. It'll come out. Yeah. Teaches us to be long-suffering. Oh, that's a tough one. Long-suffering. There are some people it's easier to be long-suffering with. <laughs> but Papa, it's really hard. I can't swing the ball like that. It's okay. It's a process. It's a journey. I'm walking with you. Loving each other even when we disagree. I want to do it, God, I hear you, but it's really hard. We just sort of clash and he's right and I'm right. Hey, something I learnt this week. Being right at a high price is not worth the cost that you've just, the price that you've just paid, yeah? Being right at what cost? It's just not worth it. Certainly not worth it. In church or in family with your kids, yeah? Now, he teaches us through the word that he says that we could move a mountain. Say to this mountain, move, and it'll move. Now I'm going to test those that have been Christians longer than me. How many of you have seen a mountain move? <laughs> God, I can't do that. I've never even seen it. What? Now for me, what he's saying is the stuff that's in your life, the mountains in your life, you can just tell it to move and it'll move. Yeah. And there are times where that's not even worked in my life. But that's all right, you tried, Andrew. You stepped down into the water. You started to sink, but hey, it's good I got you. I'm going to walk with you. We're going to build this friendship. We're going to build this trust. You're going to be so reliant on me. You're so going to know that I can do all things that when you say to that mountain to move, it's going to move. Yeah? It's a journey. It's a process. It's becoming more like him every day. And he says, I understand where you're at and I love you. Over and over and over, he calls us to live supernaturally. We're created to live supernaturally. But I'm suggesting today, you can't live supernaturally unless you carry the title friend and learn to live as a friend. You know, he's always teaching us his ways, his secrets. He walks and shows us, points out, he instructs us. Our role is to trust him. And when we're struggling like Samuel, hey, Dad, I can't swing the ball like that. We need to be able to say, hey, God, you know, I'm hearing you. I just, I can't right now. Because it's at that moment that he's going to grab us and pull us up and make us more and more like him. And the next time we encounter that thing, people are going to say, man, these people are freaking me out. I heard how they prayed for me how they prayed for that person and they were healed. Yeah? It's a matter of trust. You know, I heard a story this week where a person was in a car park um, and they noticed somebody in a car that just looked like that they were having one of those days from hell. Yeah? But within them, they heard the voice of God. It was stirring them up. They couldn't leave and avoid that situation. They had to. Their words to me was, I just had to, I couldn't let it go. I had to see if they were all right. God telling her what to do. So she walked over. person went down the window, you okay? I've had a few heart attacks, I've had a terrible week. Now this is where the rubber hits the road. Some of us may have just, would have said, hey, that's, that's, that's really bad. That's terrible, you know. I'll pray for you and walk away or whatever it might be. And God said and was saying to her, you can't leave that person. Now, this is where we go, but God, oh wow, this is so embarrassing. Oh my goodness. God, please, not me. I, th- I saw a Christian across the road. Let me get them and I'll get them to pray. Is that all right? Instead, in trusting him, yeah, the friend, I'm with you, prayed for that person and then walked away because there's this relationship we have with him and we hear him. And even when we have our struggles and our doubts, even if we fall or we fail, he's so close to us because we're his friend that he just reaches down and says, hey, it's okay. I'm with you no matter what. Yeah? That to me spoke volumes. So let's not settle for the normal life. Why don't we stand? Let's not settle for natural because it's safe. Let's not settle for normal or natural because we can't share what we honestly are feeling at that moment with him, our friend. Yeah. Some of you will know this. Those that are slightly younger in their faith won't. Yeah? But for a lot of you, you'll think, yeah, who remembers this? What a friend we have in Jesus all our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. When I read that, it's, it's saying, hey, Dad, I can't, I can't swing the ball like that yet. Carrying everything to God in prayer. Our conversation with our friend, yeah? Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry everything to our friend in our conversation prayer, yeah? Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble everywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Jesus knows our every weakness. So tell him, Dad, I can't swing the ball like that. It's okay. I got you. It'll be fine. Are we weak and heavy laden, cumbered with a load of care? Precious Saviour, steal our refuge. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Do thy friends despise forsake thee? Because we're supposed to love all people. Take it to the Lord in prayer. In his arms he'll take and shield thee. That wilt find a solace there. We are called to live a supernatural life. And it becomes really easy when we understand that we're his friend. Amen. Why don't we close our eyes. Bow our heads and let's pray. Father, I just thank you for what you taught me. Lord, all of this morning may be about more of my journey than anybody else's. (laughs) But Father, I thank you that you are our friend, that you are always there. In our times of need and struggle, frustration, failure, Lord, whatever you want to call it, God, you, like you were there for Peter, just reach out. Lord, at that very moment, you are so close as a friend that you know our innermost secrets and thoughts and desires and struggles, Lord, that at that moment, Lord, if we would just call out to you, I can't swing the ball like that. You're there to pull us up and to take us out and to walk with us in the process, to walk with us on the journey to making us more and more like yourself, like your son Jesus. So this day, God, we ask that you would Lord, seal every word that was spoken, that you would challenge us in our hearts, that we would look at our own friendship with you, that we would have a desire to walk closer and more intimately. Lord, that you would share the family secrets with us while at the same time being there to save us when we need you the most. Lord, you are a good God and a glorious God. We are your children, your sons and daughters. But Father, we also today, Lord, carry the title and call ourselves your friends. Be blessed, be blessed. Enjoy this Sunday. And all these people said, Amen. Amen. Have a great day. Challenge yourself in your friendship, living a supernatural life in Jesus' name. Amen.